And then all that other stuff I was talking about in the beginning where it can be really exciting in our ups and downs. That may still happen. That does go on. But when you really begin to find yourself now through all the years of doing the work and creating that life of spirit and loving, you may begin to find your life settling down, becoming more peaceful. Peace be still. Know that I am. That eventually all the stirred waters calm down because the spirit of loving always brings peace and calm. That's another thing to pay attention to because often we think we need to be have all this activity going on because in that we think something's going on. When there's activity, we pay more attention, so we're learning. And when it seems to be peaceful and quiet, you think, oh, not much is going on. But it's in that place where we need to allow ourselves to go below the surface, so to speak. Because all we've been doing is paying attention to the surface. We've got to go below the surface. But first we have to become peaceful and still so we can go below the surface. And it's there that we begin to awaken to the greater truth. It's there. You know the whole iceberg thing? Where they say in a big iceberg only the ten only 10% of it is showing through the top of the water and 90% of it's below the water. That's what I'm talking about. There's a lot below the water. There's a lot in spirit that we don't see because we don't give ourselves the opportunity to see it. We've got to give ourselves the opportunity by taking the time and learning the technique to go inside, to go into that other 90% we can see the greater truth behind the 10%. And that's more of the spiritual journey. It's in that 90% where we awaken and come to know that truth of our divinity. So that's what this journey is about. That's what we're doing here in Inner Light Ministries. The other 10%, that's each of our own lives. You know this whole phrase, we don't even use 10% of our brain. Maybe that's just a matter of talk or reference to really telling us more about even the level of awareness we're having of just even our physical life. Maybe we're only aware of 1% of what's going on in our lives. That's not that much, is it? Even if you're aware of 10% of what's going on, that's what you'd call a self-realized soul. Self-realized. That's great. You're aware of 10% of your life. Woo! Now you've got 90% more to go. But boy, you've made it at the tip of the iceberg. You've got it all figured out. And then you go, now what? Well, it's time to dive in. Dive into that river. Because it's a river that takes you into that ocean where the other 90% is revealed. That's the only way. It's to dive in. There's no way you're going to figure it out through the 10% of the mind and the physical experience. It just can't be done. But sooner or later, you'll figure that out. I'm talking from my own stupidity and my own wisdom, all combined together. I've become a very wise spiritual fool or just a very 
foolish wise man? I don't know. It's all crazy and it's all wonderful. But do realize the choices you make and that you do have choices. Sometimes we don't know what they are. But when we decide to take action, even like just coming to a group like this, you're going to hear something. You're going to see something. You're going to feel something that'll begin to give you an awareness of other choices that can be made. But it's still up to us to pay attention so that we can awaken to that and begin to now discover the other opportunities and possibilities and then it's up to us to do something with it. That's the simplicity of life. This is not hard work. It's a simple journey of discovery and taking action. But the action is really inner action. Yes, there's outer actions like coming to a class, getting a CD. Oh, my God, that's a lot of work to put a CD in the CD player. Jeez. Oh, my God, a book to read it? If you've seen our three little books and how simple their reading is, I know a lot of you get bored and go, God, I can finish all three in a day. Then what do I do? Well, we've got a few others to recommend. And we do recommend. But we try to be careful and cautious because we know how easy it is for the mind to get caught up in all the information. Let me hear all the classes. Let me listen to all the CDs. Let me read the books. Well, do that. That's great. But all that is just to support the action of meditation because it's in the meditation. You're going to wake up and discover that for yourself, whether you read the book or not, whether you heard the CD or not. Where do you think all that information comes from that we're sharing in here? It's from our own personal spiritual experience. And everybody has that same wisdom inherent within. It's just a matter of taking the time to go within, to wake up and know that inner truth, and then to begin to see how you can live it. That's all. And that can take a long time. And it can happen quickly. To find the balance for yourself, reading books, listening to CDs, meditating. I highly recommend the meditation and a little bit of the other, but mostly the meditation because that's where it's going to take place in the beginning and the end. So do. Come to class. Come to retreats. Listen to the CDs, go online, get the books, read them, reread them, re-listen to them. Because we all need some kind of support or encouragement, something to keep us inspired and sparked to keep moving forward with life, to keep moving forward with an inner focus of loving so that we do have the inner experience. Utilize it. We don't make anything in here have to. Nothing. Not the meditation, not the loving, not the accepting, not the forgiving. Nothing's a have to. Nothing's an obligation. Everything is a choice. Freely. Freely. That's where it's up to you. That's the good news and the bad news. 
you're not a self-starter, maybe that's the bad news. Then surround yourself with the people that are doing it so that it gets you to participate. If you're a self-starter, great. Sometimes you need to slow down with all you're doing, right? Yeah, slow down, simplify. Listen, the first few years, all this opened to me. I was reading, I was meditating, I was going to groups and hearing talks. It was a whirlwind and I loved it. But little by little, it got slower and slower. I read less and less. Because in the beginning, I needed that to motivate me and inspire me to go do, to have the experience. But then once I learned how to have the experience, well, then I realized I didn't necessarily need all the other, but once in a while to keep me moving along. You know, it's kind of like this world, This we have this thing called gravity. It's always pulling us down and out. And sometimes we need something to kind of give us a boost and lift us up to keep moving through this gravitational pull. Well, that's what I consider a lot of these talks and the books and the CDs, that boost, to keep me going, give me a spark. It's the same for all of us. It's just up to each of us to find a way that it works for us. I know many in here have followed this movement of spirit and still sometimes find yourselves reading other books, checking out other groups. Well, I want to let you know something. That's a good thing that you're participating in your life. Because also on this inwards and upwards journey on the vertical, not only do we have our physical life we're walking through, but we have our astral life or imagination. We have our emotional or causal. We have our mind or mental and the unconscious. So guess how life is going to unfold? It's going to unfold in a way that we are going to so perfectly have the experience that is exactly what we need to learn the lessons, whatever the karmas are, whatever the realm is. That's why we'll find ourselves having different experiences, even in this world, like I was starting off with all the books and groups and peoples, Because each of those books, groups, peoples have a certain frequency. And it is that frequency in which the lessons are the karma. So even as you do this path of meditation, and here, if you walk in this and took initiation or meditating upon the sacred name of God to get your liberation, you're still going to have things in your life that'll take you into experiences in the world or in the other worlds beyond the physical because that is God bringing you the soul through all that you're here to experience, to fulfill and to complete. So even if you find yourself reading other books, saying, oh, I know, Jim and Brian said, you don't need to do all the metaphysical and the psychics and this and that. Well, yeah, we say that because in truth, all you need is Spirit, the loving. But guess what happens in all these other experiences? Physical, metaphysical, I don't care what it is. We all have our lessons. And we are going to be drawn to those to have the experience to fulfill the lesson. So let it be okay and realize there are things you're learning and completing. 
even if you've chosen this path of initiation. Just remember that whatever experience you enter into, do what you can to enter into it with loving, with accepting, with forgiving, because that's where you're going to learn. That's where you're going to free up. And that's where everything is going to be fulfilled in its perfection. It's how you approach your life and all your experiences in life that makes a difference is what I'm saying. Not the experience itself. What you do with it, how you approach it, is what makes the difference. It will either bind you or set you free, depending on how you approach it. It's not the experience that binds you or sets you free. It's you that either allows yourself to be bound or you who now set yourself free. Yes, this is a path of personal empowerment because the empowerment is you living the soul, the true power that is loving that you are. And that's all we're doing here is learning how to live that more and more. The more you live it, the freer you get. The more empowered you become. And the more awakening and knowing you have until that day comes when you truly are complete with every lesson, every experience, every opportunity. And the soul no longer needs the experience in this physical kingdom. And on that last breath, the soul returns back into the spirit from which it's come. One thing that came forward for me in my meditation this morning, this afternoon, was the word desire and how often we get so caught up in this word, in this action that leads us into such great reaction, this whole thing of desire. We desire money, we desire attention, we desire fame, we desire sex, we desire food, we desire all these different things. And we let all this energy of desire block us often from really being free to focus in loving and acceptance and forgiveness and moving forward in our lives, both outwardly and inwardly, because of the judgments that we hold upon this thing called desire and these elements of this desire nature. And so as I was in meditation, I was looking at this whole process of how we focus outside of ourselves in desire, trying to get, wanting, needing, expecting. And as I was looking at it, I realized that the energy of desire is the same thing that will lead us to our salvation, lead us into soul awakening and soul liberation from this creation and back into the realms of spirit. It's really the energy of longing. When the soul came into this physical creation and it left the spiritual and soul realms of its true home, its true nature, and it came down into the physical, immediately, as soon as it realized it was separating from the true nature of its own self and from its home, 
it began immediately longing to go back home to God and back home into the realm of soul and spirit. And that longing was something that could draw it up once again to return home and not get caught up in this world. At the same time, the soul as it came into the physical reality of this creation realized it could not really experience here very well because it wasn't of matter, it was of spirit. And in order to have experience in this physical material world, you had to have a matter body, a material body, to have a way to experience what was taking place in this world of matter. So, in the process of looking up and longing to go home to God, it also was being drawn down into this experiential world because that's what God sent this soul into this creation to do, to have a journey of experience. And so as it came down, it took on the mind because the mind was the first level of material nature that it came across that offered to give it an opportunity to experience the material world through the mind element. Well, the mind immediately realized that the only way it was going to be able to hold on to the soul and keep it attached to the world and attracted into the world was to redirect that longing because the soul, even though it was coming down into this creation for experience, it was all the time looking up and going, Lord, Lord, please let me just come home. You know, I know you want me to come down here and I know you want me to have this experience, but just let me come home. And so the mind realized that as long as that longing was ever focused upward, that the soul really was distracted from the opportunity of the journey of experience that it was set down here for. And the mind also realized that as long as the soul was focused inward and upward in this longing action to God, that the soul was not going to allow the mind to entrap it, encase it, and hold it here. So the mind had to begin to redirect that longing nature that we had inward and upward toward God and begin to call it down down into the physical universe and create a longing for the world, a longing for the things in the world. And so where we used to desire or long for God and home and spirit and union back with our own soul, now we began to long for the things of the world or desire for the things of the world. And as we began to move down and out, we began to get caught up in that action of prisming that takes place in this physical creation. When we are in spirit, it is all one. It is all loving. And that's what there is in the spiritual and soul realms. Loving. But once we got down into this physical material world, everything began to diffract. Everything began to split. Everything began to prism apart into many different parts. Even loving down here has many different parts to its expression rather than the one. Because once it moved into the waters of the physical universe, it did begin to break apart in its expression. And so with that longing desire for God, as it began to move down and out through the mind and began to prism into the world, it began to, in that fractured state, 
not just long for God, but now it was longing for all the things of the world. And that's how the mind has got us entrapped here. It just took that one little element that was inside of us that was longing to go home and said, no, 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 it's down here. You've got to focus it down here. If you focus that longing for God down here, you're going to find God. I guarantee it. Well, we thought, well, it's not working wanting to go home to God and longing for God this way, so I may as well pay attention to the mind and just follow the orders and do it. And we did. And the more we allowed ourselves to look down and out through the mind and allow that longing nature to begin to cut up in the world as desires, the more we became entrapped here until finally we forgot. We forgot what we were really longing for. We forgot where we really came from and what we really longed to return to. And now we were just focused totally into the material world and longing, desiring for the things in the material world. And that's fine because that's how we allowed ourselves to stay anchored in the physical world to fulfill what God wanted us to do, to come down and to have the full experience of this creation so that we, as a part of God, know the fullness and infullness of this physical creation, that we know the physical elements of life, the imaginational, the emotional, the mental, and the unconscious. We know the physical and the metaphysical. We know what it's like to be powerless and to have all the power. And we know what it's like to deal with the world of polarity, of the positive and negative, and ever being tossed around in that movement, back and forth, feeling great, and then the next minute feeling absolutely terrible, feeling up and happy and joyful, and the next minute feeling depressed and frustrated and separated. But there is a day in this journey, just as there was a day so long ago in the journey, that something begins to happen and move differently. Where at one time, you, as you moved into the physical creation, were still free and looking inward and upward towards God and your longing was for God. There is a day upon this journey where you're caught up in the longing of the world and the desire of the world that all of a sudden you realize it's not here. No matter what I desire, no matter what I chase after in desire and longing, it isn't here. I can get it all. I can get all the lust fulfilled. I can get all the food I want. I can have all the money I could ever make. I could have all the power. I could have all these degrees. I could have whatever it is I desire, and it's still not here, and God isn't in any of it. And all of a sudden, we let go. We begin to find ourselves letting go of some of those desires because they just aren't fulfilling us. They aren't nurturing us. They aren't getting us what we want. And then we begin to feel something move inside of us. And the desire energy begins to pull inward as we begin to go inside and evaluate and even maybe begin to pray or meditate upon it. And as this energy of desire begins to pull back in and then upward, it begins to free itself of these physical elements that have trapped us here. Even the mind, as we meditate, we begin to lift above the mind and we begin to free ourselves of the elements of the desire 
and began to really feel the true nature of the longing that became desire in the world. We begin to feel that true nature and we begin to allow it to live its true reality, which was inward and upward and longing now for God again. So we begin the journey with this longing for God that is distracted into the world as desire so that we can come into the world and have fulfillment. And when we're finished, it reverses its action and goes back inward and finishes the journey as a longing for God. And it's all one part of the same energy and the same flow and the same movement. So then if you look at that and you realize that all of that is God's action, God putting the soul into the physical universe for experience, knowing that that longing would be there to ever bring it back home. It's never going to be abandoned here and left here permanently. And that all that action that is the element of longing for God takes us into this creation to have experience of God here because this is all God too. Nothing exists without God having its presence in the creation. This is God too. So we came down here to experience God in separation. We came down here to experience all these levels of the fracture nature of the physical universe and what the physical universe does with these energies, with these qualities of God in this creation. So if you're beginning to feel less desirous of the world and you're beginning to feel more of a desire or a longing for God, that's good. And that's telling you your journey has changed its direction. You're no longer focused so much down and out into the world. You're now beginning to return home from which you came. You're beginning to sense that your journey has ended here. And that now you're beginning a new part of the journey. And then it's up to you to pay attention to that. And when the desires kick in and the world calls at you and tries to pull you back down through the desire nature out into the world, well, what about this? Well, we've got to go do this. Maybe you can just pay attention and say, nope, you know what? I've done that so many times and it just doesn't work. It doesn't do it. I'm now going to pay attention to that true nature of the desire, that longing for something and redirect it back inward and upward to its true self-action, which is the longing for God. And then you can begin to become desireless of the world and really focus that energy of desire or longing back where it really belongs, where it really came from in the first place is with God. So it's something to look at. And it might take this energy that we often carry in our lives about judgments about desire. There's nothing wrong with having desires in this world. There's nothing wrong with all. It is a part of our journey to understand the desire nature, to chase after everything that we've ever desired and wanted, to see if we can get it and see what it's like if we get it and see what it's like if we don't get it. So that we learn it all. It's polarities. We get it or we don't get it. Positive, negative. 
And maybe in one lifetime we get it, and the next lifetime we lose it. In order to get both sides of it. But when we begin to feel that pull and that call and that longing inward and upward once again, you can truly know that you've done it. You've done the outer journey, you've done it to the fulfillment, and now it's time for your soul to go home. And you begin to feel the calling, that calling, that longing, that pull. Not into the world, but back inward and upward to the soul, to the truth of who you are, to that living, loving essence of the Lord that is you. And you begin through that longing to allow that which is you to return home, even while you're in the physical body, to return home to soul, to unite with soul, to dwell there and to live there and have dominion over these physical elements from there. So that when that day comes, you take your last breath, you know where you're going, you know who you are. And all you do is you just follow that flow of loving, which is the longing, back home from which you came, knowing that you never have to return back here again because you have fulfilled the journey. So, just something to think about. It was a very interesting meditation and it, it kind of opened up a whole new awareness and definition of longing, calling, directions, desire. And if you can begin to really grasp what I'm saying here, It'll take all the charged energy of right or wrong on desire and begin to allow you to live the fullness of your life experience so that you do complete everything so that the journey can be done and you can go home with great joy and celebration and God definitely will celebrate as you return home. All right. Well, thank you all very much. Oh, I enjoyed that. <laughs> I like it when the loving comes in like that. So.